doesn't make sense. The stone's of no use to her. Been plucking the Christmas turkey, my dear. <laughs> What's the matter? I need us to help you move it. I need you to help me find it. What do you mean, find it? It's right there, under the chair. This is a joke. It's no joke. This is the stone of Scoomp. It's a stupid rock. It's not just any rock. Legend has it this is the rock that Jacob lay his head on when he dreamt of heaven. But whoever sits on it sits on the throne of Scotland. The English stole it and now we'll have it back. It's a rock. I can't believe I did all of this for a stupid chunk of rock. With my talent and your muscles, the impossible takes just a bit longer. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we discuss another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Eamon's the muscle in our group, right? I think I'm the fattest. Does that count as muscle? Yes. <laughs> Literally I, the I, opposite of muscle. No, nope, you're wrong. I've played enough uh, Nintendo games to know that the fat guy is always the strongest. Yeah, I'm you, have to they, hit, you have to hit him at least three times. That's right. You do have to hit them more. That's they can right. take it. You can take it. I can take it. You can yeah. take it. I'm like King DDD. Not not King. Donkey? Wait, that's Kirby. Kirby. Oh, Kirby. That's right. Yeah. I know that guy. He's <laughs> your close button. friend. He's like a belly button. Right? I think so. Are you sure you're he not has thinking, a belly button? Yes, as as one does. Mm. Are you sure? And you're not thinking of King Hippo, right? From no, no, punch no, out. no, no. Anyway, so guys, we are going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 15 today, The Stone of Schoon. But before we talk about it, we got some other stuff to talk about. Before we talk about that, we got to talk about this. Yes, right, exactly. Uh, so You could talk about this, or you could talk about that. First things first, uh, I would like to read you guys a letter we received. It Ooh. looks very voluminous. It does. So guys, this week we've got a letter from Gordon S., and he writes us, Hello, Rewatchers, a letter for Keith, Kyle, and Eamon. What a title. I want to thank you guys like so much for the amazing podcast that you put out. Highlander is my go-to search whenever I try a new platform. First time I got to look around on Netflix about eight years ago, it was for Highlander. And when I searched on any other streaming platform, my first go-to is always Highlander. Synodyne. That's right. Of course, the first time I tried a podcast app, I searched for Highlander. And that's what got me started on your great journey. I came in about five months after you started uh, your show and have been a fan ever since. Hell yeah. My own experience with Highlander was at about the same age as you guys, but I was first introduced to the movie. There was wrestling, mystery guy in sunglasses, swords, backflips, decapitation, magic. Wow. And just 10 minutes into the wow. movie. Whoa. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> then the joy of seeing there was a sequel, eventually watching the movie, was such a letdown. <laughs> I haven't been able to uh -oh. try a second viewing. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. uh, then there was Highlander 3. At least it was better than Highlander 2. So you think about it a bit. Then it's not so good. Yeah. Um, it, it's still better than Highlander 2, though. Sure. Like, I mean, I, I could, I've thought about it a lot, <laughs> and it is still better. Absolutely. I don't think you need to think about it too much to come to that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, I was in college, and for the first time ever, I had cable. Okay, don't brag, Gordon. There we go. <laughs> and on the Space Channel, there came a show called Highlander. 
I had problems with it at first since it didn't feature Connor McCloud, but after a few episodes, it was amazing. I watched the whole series uh, through about three times. A couple years later, I found a copy of season one at a pawn shop and had to have it. It gave me new perspectives on Anne, who I never had a problem with, although Duncan's treatment of her is very problematic. Agreed. (laughs) Turns out they never played season one on the Space Channel, so Tessa was not really part of my world. That's really interesting. Fascinating. Right? Because I That's feel like crazy. we've talked about this. The reaction to Anne is more a, like, she's not Tessa sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And if you had no real attachment to Tessa. I love Duncan and Tessa. <laughs> like, Tessa's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that invested in that relationship. No. But Sacrilege. what do I know? <laughs> what do I know? Um, so he goes on to say, this is amazing. Um, I enjoy your perspectives on the show, and it's nice to have, quote-unquote, friends. Well, at least guys I can yell at when they say something dumb. And it's fun to listen to you debate decisions made and filming choices, but stop ruining Eamon and making him grow. (laughs) He says, early on, he simply had, I like it, or I didn't like it opinions when reviewing an episode. Now he talks about Dutch angles, subplots, artistic choices. I always smile when a legal aspect comes up on the show, and it seems to aggravate Kyle so much when the show deals with things he knows. This is great. I do get uh, lost when Keith gets revved up about the sound, and I get lost so quickly with what he's talking about. But I do enjoy the passion he has. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Gordon. I must say that just hearing you gentlemen speak is great. I also say that your live shows are my least favorite. Oh, cool. <laughs> but, I, but I only consume, consume the audio portion of the podcast. Uh, when you did the Highlander reboot contest, I had an idea for the reboot called Highlander of the Darkness, which I'm sure you would have had fun making jokes about. Uh, I'm looking forward to many more podcasts, hearing about a great show, and I might even get into the comics. We'll also pass a suggestion on to you when guessing catalog prices. If both Kyle and Eamon are off by a set dollar value, Keith wins the game and gets to give his opinion first. We've been floating something like that. Yeah, we We need to... We should, should, in deference to Gordon, pick that number now. I think we're going to do it. Yeah, so... It should be 50 bucks, I think. 50 bucks off, or should it be based on a percent? Oh, it should be based on a percentage. So I'll have to do a little math before we start, and I'll write it down. So we'll do that starting this time, right? Ooh. Hey-oh. If we're both, like, 20% off. Sounds good. And so then finally he concludes, I do hope the snacks have or will have reached you gentlemen. Gordon is our snack boss from... Uh, he was our snack boss. Yes. Snack we have, boss. We have sampled your snacks. And this snack is, boss. That's right. And this is the, <laughs> I uh, can't make all these snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, and this is the clincher. Uh, I wanted to send this letter separately in case the food had any trouble at the border. I know you have a Patreon page set up, but I don't care for an ongoing setup, which is why I've included a money order for $300 to help your endeavors to run the podcast. Holy shit. That's uh, extremely generous. Extremely generous. Especially Especially with the snacks and the packaging and all that stuff that you sent. Better than we deserve. Amazing, Gordon S. This is like too nice. Like when I got this letter, I was like, Whoa! like I'm like welling up a little right now. I know. This I'm is... not because I'm heartless, but I am very touched. <laughs> so this was uh, amazingly generous of you, Gordon. Uh, so we wanted to thank you specifically on this show. And to let you know what we're going to be doing, I think we finally have some like pretty firm money spending plans. Uh, so money, everyone... yes. Yeah, money, money, yes. Money, yes. This, this is the opposite <laughs> of our... <laughs> yeah. uh, so for the donations everybody's been giving us through Patreon, next month some new computers are coming out from apple and so we're gonna buy a new computer because the computer we're working with is kind of (laughs) old i mean just to just to let you know if people can picture the way audio like (laughs) records how you've got that nice smooth line of ups and downs going 
We're looking at it right now, and it's kind of like choppy. Yes. It's almost like you're watching a video with lag. Yes. Uh, uh, this is an old computer that whenever we do videos that Keith expertly edits, you know, it takes hours to export them. Yeah. We're and up sadly, in our game. And sadly, we have not actually even done. There's some videos that we've recorded that mm-hmm. haven't been posted because, like, taking the time to process all this stuff with this computer takes so long and it's like really an arduous process so uh so yeah so in the next month or so we're gonna buy a new computer and we're also gonna look into getting a camera so we're gonna try to maybe do some like more videos video exclusive podcasts just for our patreon followers and gordon and perpetually for gordon that's right so thank you gordon for uh this extremely generous gift and thanks everybody else who's been donating on a monthly basis to our patreon we really appreciate it absolutely we love you guys Choppy, what is this, a hibachi bar? <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> hibachi bar. <laughs> hibachi grill, I guess, would be the... Sure. Hibachi term. bar and grill. Yeah. Ooh, that I also explains it. why Keith has been shooting liquid into Eamon's mouth this whole time. <laughs> yeah, and I've just been gargling it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Here comes the shrimp. Yum, <laughs> yum, yum. That's right. So, before we hop into this, no episode will be complete unless we read from the Highlander catalog. Are you guys ready to play? Let's do it. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about the Highlander uncut CD-ROM. Ooh. That's right. Wait. So there's a cut CD-ROM? That's right. Super cut. It goes to the gym every day. (laughs) Constantly working out. Oh, I'm the uncut version of myself. (laughs) This is not a circumcision joke. I'll hop on that, though. Is Duncan? Yeah, you're McLeod, gonna hop on. Is, du- is the character of Duncan McLeod uncircumcised? Do we think? Yes, very possibly. No, yeah. o- almost a thousand percent. Yeah, circumcision wow. only became popular in the United States essentially because people thought it would make you masturbate less. Right. That is not a joke. That is the thing that actually happened. Well, if we're going by my experience, I mean, can, we, can you imagine what it'd be like otherwise? <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to hold a job. That's right. Unless he named his dick a job. <laughs> That's and then you'll be holding your job all day. Uh, Odd jobs. So the answer is yes, Duncan McCloud is definitely uncircumcised. Cool. A thousand percent. Add nice. that to the Highlander wiki page, guys, yeah. right <laughs> yes. away. I, I've never been more sure of anything. Immortal and Klansman, uncircumcised Duncan <laughs> McCloud, McCloud yeah. was born in 1498 or whatever. This also makes me wonder, after you become immortal, if you were circumcised... Would the foreskin grow back? I don't know. No. Don't lose your head, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the catalog says create your own Highlander scenes and then two ellipses, not three, two. Ooh. Which just, just feels like That's a typo. That's just a typo. That's just right. an extra period. <laughs> uh, want to create your own Highlander it, movies? Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Here's your chance. We'll turn your computer into a professional editing room. There you want. <laughs> this unique CD-ROM contains the picture and sound elements used by the Highlander team to create the series. Included are, and then these are all like bullet points, dailies, pictures and sound from some of the most popular Highlander sequences taken from the original broadcast Quality Color Time Digital Masters. Wow. Wow. Whoa. That's Quality Color Time Digital Masters. That right. sounds like a, like a Mr. Sparkle <laughs> oh. type thing. <laughs> That's a good Simpsons reference. Also, how good can this these videos look? I mean, this is one CD-ROM. It says it's professional. No way. <laughs> this, these must be like these are 50 like, DPI. Like, like these will put your eye out. They're so grainy. <laughs> uh, music. A selection of music cues for the sequences taken from the original Studio Masters, uncut and ready to be placed as you, the editor, see fit. While some may be correct, others may not. What, what does that you mean? decide? I guess like putting that circus music over Duncan going to the bone zone while yeah, funny might not be appropriate <laughs> may not be the right choice right funny <laughs> or <now>. like, I, <laughs> funny. 
Uh, sound effects and backgrounds. A selection of sound effects and backgrounds to fill out the scene. What gets used is up to you. I mm. hope there's some fart sounds in there. Can you record your own? Editor's roadmap. Copies of the continuity reports, tape notes, and marked script pages as used by post-production. That's cool. That is cool. And then finally, tips and techniques. A comprehensive guide written by one of the Highlander editors. Oh. I wonder what that... If anyone has that, I'd love to read I'd lo- If anyone has any of this, like has this product, I would love to see it. Yeah. And when I show you guys this picture later, I mean, like, I don't know if this is really what it looked like. Like, you get this binder and it comes with, like different color scripts and there seem to be notes written on them like this looks cool Hmm. but i don't know if that's like fake promotion for the catalog like look at these cool scripts with like handwritten notes and is that really what you're gonna get like copies of that or hopefully yeah so then the the actual description is all the professional tools (laughs) wait that was not the description no that was just a list of like the details oh wow Uh, You'll get the complete uncut manual, which includes detailed continuity reports, shooting slash library log, and the line script as used by the editors. This book also contains a comprehensive glossary, technical information, bibliography, (laughs) bibliography, what is is that? And a free form ramble through the art and craft of film. Free form ramble. Ramble. (laughs) All right, cool. So that that seems to shit on what the editor had to say. Right. Yeah. What is this free form ramble? Yeah. That that comprehensive guy written by one of the (laughs) just rambling. The Highlander uncut CD-ROM contains all the outtakes, sound effects, and music choices you'll need to create your own new versions of your favorite Highlander scenes. What the critics say, the product we've been waiting five years for, it will change the world of professional computers forever. What? Who said that? Did they think they were writing a review for (laughs) iMovie? Is that unattributed? Unattributed. That's a critic? Apparently. And what? Who's critiquing this? Is it Roger Ebert? (laughs) Well, now. Well, now. Let's start guessing. Oof. How much does the Highlander uncut CD-ROM cost? Should and people I... have been waiting five years for this. Well, I'm going to guess $20 per year <laughs> and say this will cost $99.99. $99.99 from Kyle. Eamon, how much do you think? Is this, this... price to own? I would say yes. <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm going to say $150. Pokemon. Pokemon actual retail price is $69.95. What? Which, if I've done my math correctly, if you guys, we determined... Uh, I bid 100, so you know what 20% of 100 is. It's 20. <laughs> right. But you, you, the window you had was 20% off of the original price, yeah. which would be $13.80. Yes. So, both of you have failed miserably. Ooh. So, I get to give my opinion first. Look at this. It's a first Hey-o. for the Highlander Rewatch podcast. Yeah. This is a momentous mm-hmm. occasion. Keith, momentous. how do you feel in this moment? I feel like I've been waiting five years for this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You probably have been. It's been about so, four. It's been about four. Some people wait a lifetime. What is it? Can we see the the, oh, the yeah. thing? What's the American Idol song? For a moment like this. What is it? I don't I know. Don't I don't watch American Idol. So it just says like. I know how you feel about idolatry. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it just says uncut and you can barely read Highlander. And it has these like. I, I mean, I'm sitting a foot away from this and cannot read it. Pretend, I didn't even know there was a word there until you pointed it out. It has like pretend notes scribbled on the script. That's what I wonder Wonder if, like, any of that stuff's real. Yeah. Like, is that what you really get? Like, something that looks like they took an authentic script they used and, like, photocopied it. Right. Or yeah. if it's just all fake. It's all <laughs> like, just bullshit. Yeah. I, I'd have to think it's fake. This seems goofy. Like... And, like, how are you going to cut the scene to make, like... I don't know. 
to make it better right no way it's gonna be better like like you gonna really change the pacing or just use goofy like it's just gonna be a choppy piece it could be like a like a dwarf video or something and just have like goofy sound effects (laughs) send us your highlander re-edited video oh yeah oh my god you can see it you can see it no i mean you i mean the video you can see it you can see what the product looks like you can see how blocky it is just from this catalog oh yeah this looks like shit. It's like the vampire, but like Duncan looks like the letter X. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I will say that computers of this time, I don't think it's a bad price, though. I no. suppose. I mean, I'm, reading reading what you get, like this seems like the sort of thing they would charge $300 for. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm stunned. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought like, we were okay. going to miss in the other direction. Yeah. Considering there's a leather book that right. is like. How much was it? Yeah, over a hundred dollars, probably. They, they didn't tell us about the too much about the leather book, which is made of the finest leather available in the whatever <laughs> forged by the finest CD-ROM craftsmen. <laughs> this hand-pressed, genuinely pixelated Highlander uncut CD-ROM, uncut. There we go. Are you guys ready to talk about season five, episode fifteen, "The Stone of Schoon"? Yes. Yes. Schoon. Skewn. Skewn. Guys, this episode... Breathing through a skewn. <laughs> through a skewn. This episode first aired April 21st, 1997. It was directed by Richard Martin. This is his third of nine Highlander episodes. Uh, previously, he did The Valkyrie and Duende. Duende! Very good. This was written by none other than... Michael O'Mahony. Right. And Sasha Reigns. Yes, uh, this is his fifth of six Highlander episodes. Before this, he did Chivalry, Methuselah's Gift, Till Death, and Dramatic License. This has a Dramatic License kind of vibe to it. Yes, yeah. Because it's like playing with the format a bit. A bit. We got some guest stars. This guest stars Roger Daltrey as Hugh Fitzcairn. He's back. And Elizabeth Grayson as Amanda. And finally, Michael Culkin. Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin? Uh, is Bernie Crimmins. Uh, this guy's been on a lot, including being a regular on The Crown, Poldark, and he was Professor Philip Purcell in 1992's Candyman. <laughs> and he was also... Candyman. He was also, quote-unquote, Hefty Man in The Fifth Element, whoever that was. Hefty Man. Hefty Man. <laughs> My favorite character, Hefty Man. Yeah, that's the... The spokesperson for the those hefty trash bags. I'm Ooh, Hefty Man. That's a hefty bag. That's right. Baby. Does that mean like if you say Hefty Man three times in like a mirror with the lights <laughs> off that he appears? That Crimmins will come and hit you with a chicken leg. Yep. Hefty Man. Hefty Man. Hefty Man. <laughs> so the IMDb episode description reads: In flashback, Hugh Fitzcarran tricks Duncan into helping steal the crown jewels. In modern day, Duncan tricks Amanda into helping s- to steal the Stone of Schoon so he can return it to Scotland. False. <laughs> it's not in modern day. No, it is not. No. Also, ironically, in modern day, the Stone of Schoon would be in Scotland mm. <laughs> as of 1997. Oh. This very year. Yeah, we're in well, 1996. 1996 was when I went back. So in 1997, it already would have been there. Wow. Been there, baby. Done <laughs> that. Right. So right. sorry, IMD description. <laughs> Definitely not present day. So let's get into it. This episode opens with a like a book. And it's like Highlander, a fairy tale thing, a stone of schoon, a fable, it says, right? Yeah, I remembered this episode i've like, been hearing pretty, a lot about pretty this vividly yeah. but i did not remember this flourish and i do not know what to make of it yeah i didn't remember island of fable well the weird thing is as far as i know this is the only time this format is used yes also side note did this happen we're That's told a... it's a highlander fable 
Does that mean it's made up oh. within the context of Highlander? I didn't even think about that. It's possible. That's yeah. a good question. Like, this is just some goofy thing. Yeah, it's is Highlander a fable? Not just here is Highlander. <laughs> I, I mean, my assumption is yes. That it did happen. No, that it didn't. Hmm. Also, because that would mean we're we're forced to accept that. Duncan McLeod has instant access to Winston Churchill. Yeah, I wondered about that scene quite yeah. a bit. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. This, this is all, all just not a real story. Yeah, this is just for fun. Huh. Do we think this is some sort of like, like it's in someone's head? Like, did someone dream this? They, where, wrote, where, it, they wrote it down in a book. They wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. Why does the book look old <laughs> if I don't stuff know. happened after 1950 and the book wouldn't look like that? I don't know. <laughs> they made it in 1960 to look like something written in 1780. Uh, I mean, it would be fun if they had called back like Caroline Marsh or something like that. Yeah. This was like if that the book should have been a cover of, right. of hers. Be like, oh, neat. She wrote a, a, a fictitious story about Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. That would have but been instead, it's like sense. this thing. Also, it feels like a fable. Like, wait, hold, like, what's the difference between like a fable and a fairy tale? Like, I feel like what a fable is go- supposed to tell a lesson. Exactly. It teaches you. It teaches you. Right. Something. And I was like, yeah. this should really not be like Highlander a fable. It's like Highlander a fairy tale thing. Like, right? Or like a tall tale. A tall or tale. Something. Yeah. Mm. It definitely feels like a tall tale. Yeah. We can. Oh, we can go back and do a what you don't do. Because that's normally what we do. We learn a lesson. We can bring that on back. Or, or Highlander, a ponytail. Ooh. Ooh. Duncan <laughs> McLeod. That's right. He's got that in spades. Actually, not in this episode. but No. So even that's wrong. Well, I'm lost already, guys. <laughs> What's this episode about? Who are we? <laughs> what are we here to do? Okay, so... Wait, is Duncan circumcised? <laughs> that's right. So we open with this, like, this book or whatever. Like, the page is open. With uh, a British voiceover. Yeah, who, who's doing the voiceover? Is it Fitz? I can't tell. I can't I... tell. Don't think so. Yeah, it's yeah, some I couldn't other tell person, either. Maybe right? it's Crimmins. Maybe. Uh, he wasn't belching and farting, so <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, so we open up, and it is Westminster Abbey uh, in England, 1720. And so we get a title card that says, In the Bowels of the Abbey. And so deep underground, a man is, like, pushing a cart, and all these wooden barrels filled with gunpowder, and Fitz is right behind him, and, I don't know, they're going to try to blow up the Abbey. And then, meanwhile, Duncan MacLeod is walking around, and he's, like, counting to 60 paces, I guess, to figure out where they need to start digging. And so Duncan's got his own little hired hand with him, mm-hmm. and Duncan's on a separate mission uh, because he would like to steal the Stone of Schoon. So what happens, Kyle? They get the buzz, and both of them are independently to their respective goons. Like, oh, you're paid enough to... to. Futsaran's like, okay, you're both committing high treason, yes. and it's just like, here's some rando-paid goon who's... Like, not into the cause at all, it would seem. Yeah, right. and you literally just hired a laborer. <laughs> well, and the, go- the goons don't seem to know what the plan is. Right. Which seems like a bad idea mm-hmm. oh i'm just here with a wheelbarrow yeah and they're both like oh i'll look into this when they get the buzz and each of their goons is like huh right what are you talking about and so mac and fitz have their swords drawn and then comedy ensues as they've like they encounter each other in like this hallway and like oh it's you yeah uh, I, I enjoy their use of the title cards in this because when it initially cuts from fitz and his goon to mac and his goon it says somewhere else right in the bowels of west no the, the title cards in this one were kind of funny i thought so yeah so then there are arguing about like whose mission i guess is more important because fitz as we find out wants to blow up the entire abbey because he hates the king does he want to kill george the first that's what it sounds like this is crazy so like in this version in this fable (laughs) in this fable fitz this highlander fable fitz is literally a catholic terrorist 
Yeah. In his version of events. I guess so. How about that? Yeah. That's a that's a different version of Fitz. Right? For sure. Also, I'm pretty sure ironically, like George the First's son was in part because of his flirtings with Catholicism, was deposed. Oh, interesting. So, like, if he had just been fucking patient for a minute <laughs> and supported this king's son, hey, you never know. Hmm. Mac doesn't want him to blow it up because he's like, well, then you're going to blow up the stone. Like, I, we have to take the stone first. Then you can do whatever you want. So, anyway, they argue, argue, the, the fucking goons run off. And then at some point, I guess, <laughs> they, like, fight over Mac's torch, and the torch goes flying and hits the powder and suddenly, you know, the trail is, like, set ablaze, and everything's going to blow up. So they run. Yeah. What's important is the stone. It's like, oh, who cares about them, the thieving bastards? Right. Referring to all of the English. All of the English. Uh, no, all this dialogue is fun. I don't know. Anytime they argue, it's... At one point, Duncan puts his torch in Fitz's face, but they're carrying, like, actual torches. And I was just thinking for the actor, oh, like, right. this must have been uncomfortable. Sure. Because yeah. it's pretty close to his face. <laughs> My face is hot. Yeah. So they both run off and the powder explodes. And that's our cold open. Fitz apparently isn't good at his job. Or is it just that the dynamite isn't in a good position? I get the Mac impression that... accuses him of not bringing enough gunpowder. Which I think is true because they had already set where it was going to be. And they were just making the trail for the fuse. So, yeah. Yeah, he just fucked it up. Yeah, seemingly. Because, yeah, he gives them a bunch of shit. Like, you didn't even plan this right. Like, you blew the whole thing. He calls him a nincompoop. <laughs> That's right. So they agree as gentlemen that they should meet on the quote-unquote battlefield. Yes. And they make a, an agreement. If Mac loses, he will help Fitz blow up the Abbey. And if Fitz loses, he will help Mac seal the Stone of Schoon. Uh, so then they run off, and we cut to the next day. Smash, smash cut to a cow. <laughs> right. The battlefield at dawn. It's like this great foggy sort of setting. And there is this goddamn cow who, yeah. I guess, is Gets just... Gets a lot of screen time. A lot of screen time. <laughs> Most and screen farting time. and mooing a lot. There are a lot of farts in this episode. <laughs> sure. Like, a lot. Is this the most... Well, here's a question. Is, oh God. Has there been a fart in a Highlander episode before this? <gasps> Ooh, maybe not. I can't, not that we've heard. I can't think I of one. Oh, there are silent out. ones. Mm -hmm. Silent but deadly <laughs> and ones. And also, every time one of those immortals dies, they, they all... They shit They shit their pants. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. They shit lightning. <laughs> so apparently, Richard Martin is the one who brought in this cow because he thought it would be good to have a cow in this scene. In the interviews, he was like, this cow was a nightmare. It would not shut up like so it was all over people's lines which is kind of funny and specifically duncan's lines yeah so they tee up yes yeah, so they're playing golf they're not actually yes that's fighting. like the kind of reveal that's which is pretty joke. funny yeah uh, yes that's the joke <laughs> yay uh, so anyway, they are Ma both kind of bad at golfing right fitz hits his into the woods mac like whiffs it as well because like Fitz, like, sneezes or whatever. Yeah, he's trying to distract them. Right. Your grip is all wrong or whatever, which is, like, an ongoing joke. So they march off to get their balls. And so then we get a cut back to the kind of present. This is the this is also the only episode that's been entirely flashback. So the present in this episode is the 1950s. If yeah. That makes it easy to talk also, about. There's a running set of dick jokes in this because they, are compa they compare their clubs at great length right. during this flashback. And a joke kind of like that resurfaces here because this time they're joined by a third player that's right first off all these outfits look great i love yes. the costuming in this episode so they're playing fucking fitz blows it again he's like oh it's okay i'll take my, my mulligan and then amanda and her caddy show up and they're like no mulligans bro and the caddy's like that's for part of my expression women and children it's like Ooh. like living through the titanic it's for women and children <laughs> oh, 
He's very deferential to Amanda, even though he's also sexist. Right. Amanda ends up teeing up, and she's the best of the bunch. Uh, and then we find out that her and Fitz have bet money on this game. More dick jokes. Hugh <laughs> and... Mo- da- dad. Duncan. <laughs> dad. Uh, Are you my the- dad? <laughs> They have their uh, <laughs> golf clubs, like their packs of golf clubs, kind of leaning up against each other. And when she hits the ball, they both fall over. Yep, it's good. Like their flaccid peepees. <laughs> and I, oh, and I guess Duncan probably down. has uh, those little uh, golf cover things, those club covers on mm-hmm. each of his. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's uncut. God. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> oh, oh, no. They're like little socks for your golf clubs. So anyway, Fitz has bet like a few thousand pounds on this game because he's a moron. <laughs> uh, so they go marching off into the woods, and Fitz's ball is like under this bush. It's completely unplayable. So like an asshole, he pulls out a second ball and throws it. He's like, oh, here it is, or whatever. But the caddy catches his little trick, and then we get a whole fucking argument because people are like, Fitz, you piece of shit. Like, no one cheats at golf like who are you yeah fit seems shitty <laughs> yes but then fits is like oh, i haven't cheated in centuries, centuries which i thought was pretty funny and mac is like wait which century <laughs> uh this is very funny because amanda immediately fits is like oh i'll throw the game if you don't tell all oh, Dun- right if you don't tell donkey and she's like nope nope and Duncan's like tell me what and then the whole thing is revealed so then we get a uh, another flashback because Fitz is like oh I barely remembered when I cheated also some of these uh, flashbacks are triggered by like page turns yes uh, often which also I don't know if anyone noticed like when we go back to the past the page flips backwards we go to the future the page flips forward. oh I didn't notice How that, about that? Yeah. So does That's that mean clever. that this story is as written, told in chronological order, but, right. but whatever the it. reader of it has like dyslexia <laughs> yeah, and is flipping, flipping around, around like a weirdo? It's like pre-Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Scone. So we're back now in the 1720s, and we are resuming the previous flashback with Mac and Fitz playing golf, and a similar scene is taking place. They're both looking for their balls in the woods. Fitz like Fitz stamps, stamps it into yeah, the ground, it into the ground, and of course throws out a second ball and cheats again. Uh, yeah, like and Mac is like, how did my ball, ball get in buried in the dirt? Is yeah, Mac, Mac, like, dumb? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> As evidenced by many Highlander episodes, Mac is an idiot. Yeah. Like, when did Mac get smart? <laughs> Argu- <laughs> arguably never. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, when? well, he must, he, this is 17-something, so he can He's, read he now. He can read. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'd say that's, like, the big turning point for Mac quote-unquote getting smart he's just so gullible <laughs> he is gullible so anyway Fitz... also like 30 years from now he will go on an unstoppable killing <laughs> rampage <laughs> just just so you just so you know mac he's involved in all these shenanigans now he yep. will soon be a mass murderer if he had just been able to get that stone now maybe that oh, never would have happened yeah. right yeah that's you never true. know this golf game turned the tides of history thanks Fitz. but uh yeah mac hits his ball i guess and it like bounces off a tree hits him in the face or whatever it does this is all pretty fun. jokes well, that, that's the thing about this episode, like not to get too much into it, like our commentary, but like the last comedy episode we saw was The Ransom of Richard Redstone, which we all agreed boo was terrible. And one of our complaints was like, there's not enough gags and jokes and like shit happening. Like it just it just was not funny. Yeah. yeah. Like this is proving, none of the jokes they even tried to make landed. No, this is so much better than that. Like Absolutely. at least we have people like funny people interacting with each other, just like stuff like Mac hitting the ball and it bounces and hits them like they've thrown in a bunch of the, the pinnacle of comedy. Yeah, well, I mean, they've thrown in stuff, though. Like, there's stuff to watch, and it's it's better. Well, this is a real episode. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real episode. But it's interesting. Two comedy episodes, The Ransom of Richard Redstone, The Stone of Schoon. Ransom of Richard Redstone of Schoon. 
That's right. That's it. We should recut this into a movie using software. We've been waiting five years for it. We can wait a little while longer. Right. It's going to change computers forever, guys. So that ends, and we resume the scene in 1950, uh, and Mac grabs Fitz furiously, and Fitz is like, the future of the nation was at stake. It was the only way for him to like get Mac to help him. And so because of Fitz, they went after the crown jewels instead of the stone. Why? I don't understand that part. Well, because if the, their agreement was that if Mac won the game... Fitz would help him get the stone. Right. Right. And the opposite is the other way. So wait, what's... The opposite is, I will help you blow up Westminster Abbey. So why and for what reason do they end up trying to steal the crown jewels? Like, they kind of say it at oh, some yeah. point. I think it's because Max says, if you blow it up, we'll never be able to get the stone. So don't do that. Do something else. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get to it. I, I, I just didn't understand why this ended up happening. Okay, so then we flash back again to 1720. So Fitz sinks his putt easily, and he's like, oh, Mac, you just had bad luck. And so Fitz wants to sneak into the Abbey that very night. That very night, my dear boy. Which yesterday was when they got caught trying to blow it up. Right. So Mac is like, the guards are going to be waiting, and he's like, we're going to end up like Guy Fawkes, like hung, drawn, and quartered. Uh, so Mac says they can't blow up the Abbey because it will destroy the stone, and then Fitz will never get the support of Scotland. So they joke they would need the crown jewels to get Scotland behind them. Uh, so then Fitz is like, that would be a great idea. Why would they need the crown jewels to get Scotland behind them? I guess just as a show of, like, look what we took. Look at these jewels, yeah, I just don't, baby. That's right. Run the, run, we run the jewels. Uh, I do not understand why this is But I think it's all. like a joke. Like, Matt's, Mac is like, oh, you'd have to get, like, besides the stone, like, what else is of such importance that you could get their support? Like, but it would have to be the crown jewels. And why, Fitz why is like, isn't the answer the stone? Why isn't the answer, then, if you need Scotland and the goal is to get something that gets Scottish support... The answer is stealing the fucking stone. I guess he just doesn't want to because then that lets Mac win the bet. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, I don't know. get it either. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Scotland has its own crown jewels. Is oh. that what they're talking about? I don't think so. It just makes no sense. Huh. It's baffling to me. Utterly hmm. and completely. The crown jewels. <laughs> so Fitz is sold. Uh, so then we cut later in this flashback to Dirty Dick's Tavern in London. Gross. Uh, this is a pretty cool set dressing here. Like, all sorts of cool costumes. It's literally hell. I know, like this place looks like a shithole, which is pretty good. There uh, is actually a dead man. Right. Fitz is like, oh, That's this guy's funny. dead drunk. And they like shake him. He's like, oh no, he's just dead <laughs> at a table. Cool bar. So they're uh, there to meet Fitz's like inside contact, who's the executioner, Bernie Crimmins. Uh, and he's an immortal. So they get the buzz. And this dude, Bernie, is sitting at a table just like tearing into meat and, and like belching. Belching and, and farting. And farting. <laughs> like, with like weird ADR sounds too. So, like, he'll be saying there was something you was here, like, <laughs> 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 and I'm like well, it's just like a, it's like a steady stream, too. It's like a, a radio shock jack <laughs> morning zoo, yeah, where they soundboard? just have a soundboard and they're like <laughs> clicking it because he isn't actually belching. Like, no, it's just the actor isn't, it's just like sound. And then all of a sudden, it just comes on in the background. What? <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> Fitz is like, yeah, like Jimmy the Dipper sent me. I'm like, what? Is this the mob? Who's Jimmy the Dipper? He's a big fan of uh, ladles <laughs> and astrology. All He's right. Jimmy the Dipper. Jimmy the Dipper. What do you think he dips? Nachos. Nachos. Yeah, that's a good choice. <laughs> 
when I dip, you dip, we dip. That's right. Uh, so Fitz tries, I guess they've met him because as the executioner, he like knows the building and he will supply them with a map. Because they're trying to break into the Tower of London. Right, to get the crown jewels. And so Fitz first tries to only pay him 60 guineas for the map. And I guess the price was 100 because Fitz is like a cheapskate. And it's like, oh, I thought the price was only 60. Whoops. No, uh, I think I thought Crimmins was just. Oh, I get the impression that he he was already trying to like shortchange him, and that's why Crimmins was like, "You want to play this game? Fine. It's now even more." Uh, I think that's what's going on because uh, it seems like the price was originally a hundred. That was my take. So then Crimmins then raises the price. He's like, "Fuck it all. It's two hundred. Uh, which the way he does this is Fitz goes to take the map after giving him the hundred guineas, which I meant to look up how much money that is, but. Also, phrase guineas just sounds racist. <laughs> uh, it, might, it might be racist. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so he goes to grab it, and Krimitz just whacks it with a half-eaten turkey leg. And it's like, ugh, this is gross. The price is actually 200 guineas. Uh, so Fitz doesn't is like I don't have this money and he turns to Mac he's like you gotta help me out so Mac starts to like try to negotiate and argue about this he's like my good man he's like the price was 100 and that's what we're gonna pay you or whatever why does he think that's gonna work I don't know my you disgusting blob <laughs> yeah. of like who's by the way you are there because this guy is a scumbag who is selling out his employers like, why are you expecting this guy to be like, oh, you're right, I did say I would you're do right. this. Yeah. So. He's not a good person. Yeah, like, with. oh, cool, you're right. Yeah. Surely I should do this. Also a man who murders other people for a living. Yeah, yeah. It's, his, it's his vocation. Yeah. Actually, you know, they say when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, so maybe that's it. While Mac is, like, negotiating this, Fitz, like, reaches in and takes Mac's purse. And when the negotiations end, Fitz is like, oh, uh, actually, I do have this money, and just fucking steals yeah. from Mac. This is a constant fantasy thing people see bags that presumably have money in them and everyone instantly knows what quantity is in right there. it's like just, like he just produces another bag and he's like oh surely that testicle looking thing has a hundred right it's like what? how can you tell differentiate the way change sounds yeah but like people are always just throwing each other bags and that is sufficient <laughs> not that like it's good TV to have this guy count it. But I think that every time where he just sees the bag and he goes like, <sighs> and is immediately satisfied and gives them the thing. There we go. This is Crimmins and the Turkey coming to you live from the Tower of London. Uh, so it's 3 a.m. at the Tower of London, and All's Mac and Fitz well. rappel down some rope. And I'm like, from, from where? where? <laughs> like they just There's like a door right there. And, and it's a tower. Are you supposed to climb I it? have no idea Did they what the point of these ropes are, but they climb down these ropes. But it's like the changing of the keys ceremony, I guess, is what they're supposed to be ah. referencing. So this is fun. Like, Fitz falls off the rope, crushes Mac. So then there's some more deception going on here. So... Fitz, like, it's like, oh, we forgot to get, like, our tools. He's like, oh, didn't you bring them? Didn't you bring them? So Mac is like, I'll go back and get them. So Mac leaves, and meanwhile, Fitz uses his, like, sword to just open the door. So Fitz is, like, obviously out to get all this stuff for himself. Why? What did he need Mac's help doing then? If his plan is to ditch Mac, what was his role in all this? Just to steal his money? Why did he have to go or through a distraction? 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Also, why does he have a plan to steal this stuff for himself when his original plan was to blow up a building and and commit regicide? Maybe he's going to do both. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either. Also, the transitions in this scene, anyone notice these? These, like, puzzle piece things that are happening? Like, when they cut, like, the door will be like, like, it's like a puzzle sliding into place. Like, the Mm. frame is all divided up. Anyway. New transition for the show. That feels like too many transitions. In an episode that already has pages <laughs> turning to and fro, hither and yon. Right. What do you think Hugh thought when Princess Diana died? <laughs> what he just gave me was full of such loathing. I don't know. Hugh, Hugh seems to have complicated views on the monarchy. So Once again, I think I've never thought about. But great question. <laughs> It's not a great question. You should never have thought about it. <laughs> well, did he die? Did Hugh die before or after? After. Uh, so when did Princess die? Die like ninety three. It was that early. No way. No, it's like ninety seven, ninety eight. Was it really? Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. I think I was in like middle school when that happened. Yeah, you might be right. That's She's right. in middle school. What did he think of Princess Diana while she was alive? <laughs> he loved her. Sure, peop- everybody did. The yeah. people's princess. That's right. So Fitz, when Mac eventually finds Fitz, he has been captured by a guard. And it's like, oh, Because of course he has. Of course. Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> so Mac is like, oh, I, I could take a guard. And Fitz is like, well, actually, but there's only like one more, two more guards. It's like, I was there expecting like, like an guards. army to show up. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's really not that It's many. really three yeah. dudes. Yeah. And Duncan like eats three dudes for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. we've seen Duncan and Fitz fight like 10 dudes before. Right. With not much trouble. Yeah, but Fitz somehow gets subdued by one guy. Right. Uh, but this is like, I thought this was a pretty cool fight. Like, it, it was is funny. very, like, kind of swashbuckly and, like, lots of silliness. Like, people are falling around, like, especially Fitz, who never really joins the fight. Because keeps... he gets shot in the butt. He gets shot in the butt. And he, like, keeps trying to. Uh, like, he's, like, struggling trying to get a sword out of, like, one of the, the suits, suits of, of armor. armor. Uh, and then Which Max does he's... a crazy move where he, like is behind a guard and using the guard's sword to fight plus his own sword so it's like a dual wielded sword thing yeah it's there's it's a hard, lot of like stuff it is hard to describe sure. i was sitting i was like how would i describe this i was like i have no idea <laughs> i have no earthly clue but it is fun i'm like okay right. we're having a rollicking good time here. right and fitz is like in chains also so he can't do too much uh so anyway mac dispatches all these guards fitz still wants to get the crown jewels and mac is like fuck it we're done like time to bookie and also they Established, like, we have both just committed treason, like, a second time. Like, we have to go. So they skedaddle. They skedaddle. So that's the end of the flashback. So we cut back to the greens in the 1950s. Mac is pissed, P.O.'d. Right, and he's like, we're not friends anymore. It's like, aw, Mac and Fitz breaking up. But then Amanda's intrigued because she's, like, asking her caddy, like, oh, what is the Stone of Schoon? And, like, the caddy gives, like, accurate answers, but they're just vague enough. She's like, oh, it's, like, more priceless than anything, like, even the crown jewels. So Amanda's like, ooh, I gotta have this. Like, this is weird. (laughs) Right. This is very weird. Not as weird as what's about to happen. The screen now goes to black and white, and we get our first newsreel footage from Path News, uh, which produced newsreels from 1910 until 1970. And it's, it is contained in the book. It is. That's right. There, there's a newsreel <laughs> in, in a the book. book. That's I true. like it. Uh, <laughs> and and Amanda is, is in the newsreel. Yeah. That's, and this is like real footage mixed with 
footage from Highlander. Correct. Right. And it's all about Christmas and there's lots of voiceover about the spirit of Christmas and it's intercut with these like headshots of Amanda, which I realize are taken from later, later in the episode. episode. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's where they pulled that clip from. Like, <sighs> It doesn't make sense. I, I don't, so I don't really, dumb and weird. really like this. Like, I don't either. It's. I actually like the old footage. I think that's like a cool idea, but I don't like the intercutting of Amanda. No. How much time is supposed to have elapsed here? You mean during the f- well, news reel? Or- they were just playing golf, and now it's like outside. They seemed okay. They didn't seem bundled up or anything, and now it's Christmas. Oh, interesting point. Yeah, I guess the, uh, the Maybe timeline. Maybe this is like a long con. I somehow doubt it. I think it must have been freezing. Yeah, they're just- I just think it's like not in continuity with the time. Yes. Yeah. All right, fair. Because like the news reel shows like snow on the ground, too. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait a minute. Huh? Okay, como? All right. If you haven't already, make sure you join us over on Patreon and become a patron of the show that you know and presumably love if you're hearing my voice right now. It's never too late to join. We've got some new people this month, but we're going to just do one this time. Our buddy Scott. Scott V. Scotty. Scott Scott V. Scott V. Scott V. Yeah, you don't want to know about Scott V. His business is not your business. All right. But that being said, his business is getting a shout out on the show because he gave us a dollar. And you know what? If you think this show is worth a dollar, we would love, love, love to have it. A buckaroo. You can find us on <laughs> patreon.com slash rewatched or just search for Highlander Rewatched at Patreon to join the crew. We'd love it if you do. We also love rhyming, apparently. We're just rolling with this thing. We expecto your Patronus. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. Is there a lot of Harry Potter crossover and Highlander yes. fandom crossover, you think? I would bet anything. Because also, Harry Potter is so popular. It is very popular. So popular. So this so. is probably a baseline regardless. But it's a fantasy thing. A lot of it's shot in Scotland. So you've got that little bit of crossover. That's true. Go join our Patreon group today. So we cut to the Claremont Club, uh, and it says formerly Dirty Dicks, uh, although the outside of this building certainly does not look like it ever contained a dirty dick. <laughs> like, this no, is, never. Uh, seemingly very different, a highfalutin, high society sort of place. But yeah, Amanda comes in, and I guess this is a private club, Yeah, uh, and she's like, I guess it's full of just old white people, mm. uh, and probably males only. Excuse but- me, madam, this is a private club. <laughs> So she's like, I'm here to see Crimmins. And so I guess she knows, like, they must be friends from a while ago or whatever. So she now meets him. I like the way this is shot. Like, it's it very much mirrors the original filming. Like, he's alone at a table eating again. Although no fart noises this time. He's seemingly become more sophisticated. Well, yeah. they're, they're farts, but since he's rich, they're, right. they're delivered at such a decibel that you can't hear them. <laughs> Silent but deadly. That's right. Uh, but Crimmins is still, like, a piece of shit. But he's now um, all sophisticated. And he's a lord. Yeah, because at some point he blackmailed <laughs> the monarchy somehow. Right, with some sort with of scandalous photos. photographs. Right, ooh. So that's how he got his lordship. That's he obtained some peerage. Amanda's like, I got this new deal. I need an advance of 50,000 pounds to make this happen. Several uh, questions. One, how does she know this guy? Two, why does she want to associate with this guy? Did she meet him when she was? he was like, burp and fart mcgee because that doesn't sound like her type i think i think that makes all sense like he's just some like criminally dude and she follows like 
you know, goes in those circles. I think it makes sense that they know each other. Yeah. And then three, why does she need an advance of 50,000 pounds? You, you didn't guy? see all that gear they brought to the robbery? <laughs> what did they like? Yeah, there's no need for 50,000 pounds. As we see later, he must have given it to her because he's after her later. Yeah. Right. So w- what was that money for? It does not materialize in any meaningful way on the screen. Nope. Did they buy a new car to do this robbery? Yeah, like, what's the point of like, this heist? And that wouldn't cost 50,000 pounds? No. Yeah, I don't understand this advance. What I assume is she he seems to know that she owes a gang a bunch of gambling debts. Right. So I guess she uses it to pay off the gambling debt. Right. So, But she's oh. not an advance on the job, really. Yeah, it's she, just for something else and... She'll pay him back with the stone or yeah. portions of the stone. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense. Because it does read that it's like for the job, right? But he's not really interested. He's like, I'm not interested in the art market or whatever. He's like, no, this isn't art. It's a stone. So he's kind of intrigued, too, because uh, she's like, it makes the crown jewels look like dirt. And also, at this point, when he, she says that, he is like, Ugh, uh, yeah. and he just starts like grunting he's and like shit. Got, I'm like, like a Frankenstein like, vibe. This is like the scene in Batman Returns where Catwoman and the Penguin... <laughs> Or like interacting and he's like the penguins like grunting and shit yeah he's like oh by the way if you don't give me the stone i'm going to tear your heart out before i take your head yeah and it's like Ooh. brutal and so there's also some arguments about like how they're going to split it he proposes a 60 30 thing and she proposes What's that 60 math? 40 60 30 which equals well i mean i oh 70 30 <laughs> there we go but that will come back later the stakes are raised so cutting sometime later in mac's like hotel room amanda and mac are having like sexy lingerie time mac is sad he, he's Yay. all depressed and she's like oh I'll, I'll cheer you up let's steal something yeah yeah that always seems to cheer her up right but mac is like so what's his deal as of the 1950s right it's one thing in the 1700s, like, independence for Scotland. Is Mac, like, in favor of independence for Scotland? Or is he just trying to make some mischief? What is he actually trying to do here? Hmm. He might still be for it. I don't know. Good how point. Do, how do we think Duncan McLeod voted in, like, the 2015 Scottish independence referendum? I'm guessing he voted for it. <laughs> Does that mean that Mike Moscott's Mac is anti-Brexit? Probably. <laughs> I would assume so. So, Fitz shows up. He drunk. He drunk. But he's trying to apologize. I kind of love this. He, like, kisses Mac and stuff. I'm so sorry. He's just dying with guilt over this. Right. This whole thing. So we get another batshit newsreel. And so it says it's Christmas Eve, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of it. It's just, like, kind of setting the scene. It's literally just saying it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's That's it. all it says. Uh, so th- this is, like, I, I, I don't mind the newsreel thing, but, like, I'm... It seems like they maybe picked one and were like, this would be fun to do. But then they were like, well, it seems out of place. Maybe we should have more. And I'm just like, huh? Like, why do we need this? Like, this, it's yeah. Christmas Eve. And then the newsreel is over. It feels really, like, disorienting. Yes. <laughs> so we cut inside Westminster Abbey. And Fitz is already complaining. He's like, oh, it's Christmas. Like, I, sh- I have to go to a party later. Like, let's get this over with. Yeah. So, man, what happens? So they are breaking in. Amanda picks the lock. They push each other through and Fitz is carrying like a pole and Which, this took so long for me to figure out why they had it and then I saw why they had it and I still didn't know why they had it yeah yeah they didn't bring a pole to that one in the 1720s would have been useful that's true but Amanda's pretending to be drunk to like distract the like 
guard. Right. So she stumbles around. This guard finds her, and he, he's, like, just frustrated. He's like, ma'am, like, we're closed. You have to leave. And she's like, oh, I have a little drinky poo with me, or whatever. Turns out it's... And she's talking like a cockney. That's right. She's busting out her old cockney accent right. from, you know, when she, for some reason, has that. Even yeah. though she was French. <laughs> right. So he drinks this and, like, instantly passes out. What is in this? I don't know. Like drugs. Drugs. It's like a, a Looney Tunes. It's like a yeah. Looney Tunes thing. Sure. Mac and Fitz are sneaking around. They spot the chair, and Amanda's like, "Ooh, where? Where's the stone of schoon?" And they're like, "It's right here." And so Max or Amanda's like, "Oh, you guys wait in here. I think I heard another guard or whatever." Like, so she ends up like locking them in this like kind of closety hallway thing because she decides she's just gonna steal the stone for herself. But she doesn't know what it is. So well, I, I mean, I, well, she thinks she knows what it is, which is a giant piece of like diamond or something. Right. And then she's like looking all over the place, cannot find it, like, and tears up the like the chair, which is pretty funny. There's like yeah. feather cartoon feathers, feathers everywhere. flying everywhere. And so then we kind of smash cut back to this like hallway that Fitz and Mac are in, and she's covered in feathers. She's like, "Where the fuck is this goddamn stone?" And they're like, "It's right there." So this is the clip at the top of the episode where they point out that the stone of Schoon is this just like block of like stone, yeah, <laughs> under oh. the throne. Or this right. chair, right. But apparently they broke it off and put the initials JFS on it. Justice for Scotland. That's right. They are trying to carry this thing out on this pole or whatever. Comedy, of course, ensues because they can't fucking lift this thing. And they dump it in the trunk. Uh, and then they hear some police sirens and they speed off. Then we get a new news footage. The Coronation Stone Mystery. That's right. <laughs> Coronation Stone Mystery. I can read this if you would like. Do it, but do an old-timey accent. This is not a oh. good old-timey accent I was doing, so yours needs to be better. It's... That won't be hard. The silence of... Nope, that's not <laughs> <laughs> it. Slam the cat here? Yes. Uh, the silence of Christmas morning. I, I can't do it, guys. Uh, the silence of... Nope. That's no, that not was it pretty is. good. That was close. The silence of Christmas morning was shattered by sirens as West Mr. Abbey, spiritual heart of the Commonwealth, lost one of its most precious relics. I'm losing it. Uh, one person so far unknown broke into, uh, broke in in a, no, a nun of scone. What? And stole the stone of scone. And I, none the scone of scoop. I think I got some typos, guys. Uh, the thieves left the initials JFS, Justice for Scotland. Other priceless relics were untouched as they dragged the ancient stone of destiny upon which Scottish kings were crowned and vanished into the night through this door. The honor of the nation is at stake. If you scoundrels are listening to this broadcast, know you will be found. Yeah, this has a very Dick Tracy vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, but Tracy, uh, we forgot when Fitz asks one of them to hold his pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dick jokes. So, question. It is pointed out that there are a bunch of other priceless relics. Right. Why doesn't Amanda call an audible? Oh, and just grab shit on her way out? Just be like, well, I'll get some money on my way because I already screwed up. Mm. Here's a weird aside call an audible is that we just said yeah i had never heard that phrase before my friend my other friend said it like a week ago huh i had never heard it and i had no idea what it meant and now i've heard it twice in two weeks yeah it's when you have like problems with the audible podcast app and you have to like yeah that's right Right. Let me call. Sure. Call Audible. Call an Audible. It's not really a podcast it's a, app. I, I know. It's I an know audio what. book app. All right. Is that? But that's your problem with it. You're trying to listen to podcasts. Like, is this a podcast app? And they're like, no. Yeah. Ah, thank uh, you. there's your problem. I'm glad I called. Do you an now audible. know what an Audible is? Well, it's like a sports thing, right? Yeah. It's it's when you get. It's basically when you get up to the line of scrimmage and the quarterback changes the play, but he has to yell something out. So it's Audible. How about that? Audible. <laughs> audible. That's right. Mm-hmm. With that football. 
So now we cut uh, to this like this restaurant slash hotel, like an inn sort of place. Uh, the next day, Boxing Day. Amanda is furious that the <laughs> police sketch of her does not look very attractive. It is no. a bad sketch. It is a bad sketch. But Mac is like, this is a good thing. Like, you should be happy it doesn't look like you. And she's like, but I'm pretty, and this is not pretty. <laughs> just pretty good. Fitz and Amanda are like, we should just fucking leave the country. This is a mess. Let's go. And Mac is like, no, 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 we should stay and like... And do what? I don't know. And also, Be an we, idiot. Like, leave the country, like, go to Scotland? Or leave the countries and leave the United Kingdom? I think they want to leave the United Kingdom and just let this blow over. Well, they're going to go to Algiers. Ah. Also, the fuck is Mac's plan for this thing? No, really. In the 50s, what is his plan? Like, I kind of get it back then. It would probably have been much easier to, like, hide the stone. Sure. And, like, there's perpetually, like... Scottish nobles rebelling and causing trouble, and it's hard to police that stuff. But the 1950s, like, you know, kingdom, like, Scotland has fought in multiple world wars with England. Like, yeah. they are pretty well together. Where's he going to put this thing? Who's he going to give it to? And are they going to even gonna take it? Yeah, they're going to be like, yes, we accept this stolen thing. Like, because I mean, maybe gonna, they would, but. Is he going to go, like, find some outlaw terrorists to give it to in the 50s? What's his plan? <laughs> I don't know. He just got excited. He just got excited. That's exactly what it is. He's like, like, oh, I just wanted to do this. I wanted to steal this shit for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get my stealing freak on, and that'll be that. Just let me do this one thing. I've never stolen anything. He's Uh, stolen so many things. Lives. Uh, (laughs) Many of those. So anyway, our hearts. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so at some point it's mentioned that I guess they've also gotten their license plate number, which I'm like, who got that? I don't know. I guess as they pulled away, someone sold the car. Sure. And so they end up leaving and there's some just dude sitting in the restaurant reading a newspaper who gives them like the side eye like, oh shit, I saw, I heard all this. And yeah, th- this is the butler are... from the club. Oh, it's the butler from the club? Yeah. I didn't realize he was there. And that's ah. why he's like, uh, Amanda. And she was like kind of a bitch to him. So this is him oh, getting back at her. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. Also, I guess maybe Crimmins keeping eyes on his, his uh, merchandise. Yeah. yeah, or his investment. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I have no idea what was said at the end of this line yes. by this fucking guy. Yeah, I, it's I like, co- I well, well, something, something, it's, if it isn't well, well, surprise. What it's is it? French. Oh. Because she says that to him earlier, or somebody says that to her. There earlier. we go. Good point. I, I watched this three this times. I was like, like what I got the nothing. fuck is he saying? It also sounds 80 yards, so I'm yeah. like, what is... I was like, absolutely even, 80 yards. And I was sitting there, I was, I, like, it looks like his mouth's not moving. That's what I... I was like, who's saying this? And I was like, and I was like is it this? in his head? Like, is that where the show is going? Like, that well, we now have fable, inter- so we can get inner monologues. Yeah, we've got newsreels, inner monologues. Now we cut to a butler <laughs> sitting here in his natural habitat reading a newspaper. Which paper is it? Is it a Tory paper? Is it a Labour paper? So we cut to later that night, and Amanda is leaving this, uh, like, hotel, and she's about to get in the car, and the police show up, obviously ratted out by Mr. Butler. She gets arrested and charged with treason. And then we get another path newsreel again. All it says is, like, the police have apprehended the suspect. And I'm like, we, we, we know. Saw. We just saw that. Like, it's just giving us information we know. Uh, like, there's a better way to use this, I think. But this isn't good. <laughs> so now we cut to the police station. And Amanda is being interrogated. And she's like, oh, I have an alibi. She's like, I was out, like, Christmas caroling. But she was recognized by the guard she drugged. And apparently her fingerprints were all over, like, the chair and a bunch of other shit when she wear gloves she's supposed to be good at this she could have bought fifty thousand dollar gloves yeah <laughs> or just fifty thousand dollars worth of gloves 
Maybe dollars. Pounds. Pounds. Uh, so Amanda kind of shrugs this off, although I love like the music cue that comes in. It's like really, really sappy like violin music. It's like, listen, Dame, like we know you got like in with the wrong <laughs> crowd. Like you're not really like this. Yeah. You got confused. <laughs> I thought this was kind of funny. That is kind of funny. But then, so, whoa, somebody bails her out. That's right. Uh, which I was like, first off, wait, getting bailed out for committing treason that, sounds unlikely. That seems strange. Although the only thing I can chalk it up to is that like Lord Crimmins seems to be connected in wild ways i guess so he, yeah i guess maybe he did it yeah because we cut well, she clearly oh, thinks yeah. it's Mac that makes sense has right. come to save her but then i love the way this is filmed they open the door and crimmins is just there like ha <laughs> right yeah. she's like oh shit and he does like the oh yeah like the classic sign for like slashing your throat, throat or whatever and this she's is just like ha 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 this is straight out of a bugs bunny yeah Yes. But I like. Do you guys like this or yeah. no? No, I, I thought like this it. was. I thought yeah. this was one of the funnier like two second moments right. of the thing because it's super fast. Yeah, it's good. Will Crimmins ever come back? Oh, hey, uh, is Crimmins still in this episode? I guess not. Is hey, he? is the threat of Crimmins ever dispelled? Nope. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Crimmins. One thing I know about him for sure. Totally in favor of Brexit. This fuck. <laughs> Absolutely. We probably farted to death. It's <laughs> yeah. the only other way an immortal can die. <laughs> <laughs> he farted his own head off. That's right. Uh, so we cut now to that night back at that same like hotel restaurant they were all staying at. And Fitz is, as usual, under the sheets eating... A, a, a sandwich? Yes, a sandwich of sorts. Hugh on the streets, Fitz in the sheets. That's right. He's going to Fitz it and... He fits it and quits it. Fits it. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, he is with the uh, the young waitress, I guess that he, or was it maid or waitress that he was like flirt like oh, hard. Yeah, he was flirting with the waitress, right? Yeah. And so he's like under the sheets, tickling her and all this stuff. Giggle, giggle, giggle. That is like their universal. Like, what's something sort of PG we can show in Highlander? I don't know. Tickling, tickling. Yeah, everyone who has sex in the show. That's like tickling is part fetishes. of their repertoire. Yeah. yeah. But of course the police just barge into his room and they're like, You're under arrest. He's like, Oh shit. One, he like mistakenly is like, I don't know anything about the stone. It's like nobody mentioned just... the stone. Uh but he's like, Can I have like a half an hour? Because he like, you know, fits horny. Yeah. Fits horny. Do also, you think they give it to him? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fitz also busts out the joke, Eamon, what's the one thing no man wants to hear in bed? Oh, I don't know. What? No, she says, I give up. And he's uh, like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so we cut again to the fucking path newsreel. The search for the missing stone of destiny with two suspects in custody. Custody, I just custody. said. <laughs> I just said custody. Uh, Scotland Yard continues its search for the third villain. The dragnet has been extended through the country and no stone, no matter how small, is being left unturned. Many Scotsmen feel the removal of the Stone of Destiny may, may be the greatest gesture to stir up Scottish sentiment for home rule. Bum, bum, bum. Side note. Didn't newsreels have this kind of vibe? In my head they do, but I don't know. Where they're like, oh, the villains, if you have information on these scoundrels. Like yeah. when they refer to like suspects of a crime as like evildoers. Right. <laughs> these nefarious thieves these ne'er-do-wells and goofs these goofs <laughs> these nincompoops <laughs> good question so then we cut to scotland near edinburgh edinburgh so we got a little bonnie portmore playing and mac is carving a new stone with some like adr yeah oh, it's so uh, gotta move to the car <laughs> <laughs> but lo after putting in all this work he very clumsily just knocks his replica over right and it breaks in half. But, like, he goes to move it, and he might as well have just kicked it over for, like, all the effort he put into moving this thing. And he's thing. solo. Like, yeah. this took him and Fitz 
together. Like, they could barely move this thing. Right. Somehow he's just working by himself now. But then it doesn't seem like he exerts much effort in trying to save the stone when it's falling. He's just like... He's just kind of standing there. He also doesn't seem to give a shit to be like... I better make another square block. <laughs> like, yeah. he's just like, I guess I can't do anything else. I already, like, what? Like, just do it again. Well, there is a reason why he did this. Oh, well, I, I think I might know what you're getting at. Yeah. We'll get to it later. So, we cut to the jail cell, and Fitz and Matt, or and Amanda are both in there. For uh, why? I don't know, but... Wait, for why what? Why are they in the same jail cell? I don't know What's if they're this? actually in the same... I, I got the impression that there was a, bar- a barrier between the two of them, the yeah. way it was shot. Because they never, like, cross over the middle line. I don't know. So then they start betting on their punishment, which I thought was pretty good. And this is where we get the callback. She's like, oh, like, I a- was a little confused about what the bet was. Because it sounded like they were giving, like, percentages that they get certain things. But it's like, what percentages are you betting on? How will you ever determine what the correct percentage is? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, Unless I was question. misinterpreting yeah, what they huh. were. I don't know, but they, they do the same thing. It's, oh, 70-30 or 60-40 or whatever. So they bet $5,000 on this uh, <laughs> if they're going to get hung. So we Meanwhile. get another newsreel. Joy. In Good. London, the Stone of Schoon has not been recovered. Prime Minister Churchill has little to say to the crowds anxiously waiting outside 10 Downing Street. So this is a newsreel that gives, even admits, we have no new no information. information. It's like, what? Huh? Churchill's not saying anything. Still don't have the stone back. Then we Dude. get a horrible Winston <laughs> so what do we Churchill think of this? impression. I hate this. Uh, <laughs> it is the fucking worst. And it's just like, you just see it from behind with like a hand with one screen. With like a cigar in it. All I can think of was the movie UHF with the mob leader oh, who yeah. you never see, except you see his hand with a cigar, and at one point he unscrews it and puts a meat cleaver on it. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> You're a true friend, Duncan McLeod. We're true. We'll fight them on the beaches. Never before so many owed so much to so few. There we go. We were dancing when you got here. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how does Matt get this meeting? This and they seem like they know each other, like they're right homeboys. He's like McLeod, I love you. I mean, I guess Mac does have like a uh, history of spying, of spying and stuff. So That's perhaps, true. but also like, why don't they just arrest Mac? Like Mac, how does Mac have this information? But I guess they don't care he because just have the information. He like has the fucking stone, right? right? <laughs> But they never seem to question, like, wait a minute, you're involved in, like, how do you know all this stuff? You're, yeah, you've got huh, there's a third criminal missing, <laughs> yeah, you <seem laughs> and to... you just show up <laughs> with the stone. And, cool. like, what you want is to spring the other two <laughs> criminals. Yeah. But and I guess they give him money. They do give him money. It's not even enough to just set his friends free. I guess it's chalked up to, like, the, the trouble this will cause publicly is not worth it. Can we say that? Because that seems to be Mac's argument. Like, hey, just let him go. It's a, like, uh, tell him it's a schoolboy school lark. Like, some idiot kid stole the thing. I, I don't know. Is that why they don't question Mac and throw him in fucking jail? I have no, no. I have <laughs> no clue. It's silly. But perhaps, Kyle, this might be the time to talk about, since this is kind of the culmination of, like, what the plot is and other things. Like, what makes all this significant? Oh, was that the stone was, in fact, stolen around this time right by some college kids yes. basically <laughs> and in the course of doing so they did in fact drop it and break it into two pieces and they even put justice for scotland God. on like all this stuff is like real so i don't know i actually kind of dug that this was like a weird the real story of the stone of schoon is this like yeah uh, and apparently like i actually did not get to check but these like this footage they've used i guess also could be the reason they used it so much is real Mm-hmm. This isn't like fabricated newsreel footage. Like this is the real Path News Stone of Schoon coverage. Cool. 
Which is cool. That is cool. <laughs> cool. 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 Cool fucking beans, man. <laughs> so maybe that's why they use so much of it, but I Because they just it, were sitting on it? Yeah, but I'm not sure if the narration is tr- like true to form, mm. as it were. Like if they just used the video and then recorded some new stuff. Who knows? But there we go. That's the, the scoop. Scoop of scone. The scoop of scone. <laughs> the scoop of scone. Called Scoon Creamery. So then we get another uh, newsreel. Don't reel. tip them or they'll Speaking sing. Speaking of Ugh. dumb newsreels, uh, the stone of Scoon has been recovered. It was anonymously placed at Abraith? How do you say that? Abbey. Uh-oh. Mm. Close to the grave of William the Lion. And here by appointment to receive the stone came counselors Pontham and Gardner. So they got it back. Happy ending. Then there's some more tomfoolery because, like, Amanda and Fitz are fighting over which one of them deserves Max reward money. Right. I thought this was all kind of funny. It's that like, is kind of funny. Yeah. Because they're both just such fucking idiots. <laughs> right. Well, I like that. And they're all blaming each other again, which is like very similar to what happened in, I guess, the 1720s flashback. Like, Mac mm. and Fitz were blaming each other for whose scheme failed, I guess. So then, to call back the original joke, we're going to settle th- this at the battlefield in the morning or whatever. So mm. then we cut. Next morning, the Royal Highlands Golf Course. Fitz wants to coach Amanda and get rich off her sweet golf skills. Right, which is funny. Then they are talking about, uh, where's the stone? Because they realize that some women nearby are sitting on a stone that looks mysteriously like the Stone of Schoon. Right. Is it true? And they make some joke. Like, the episode ends with these two women being like, oh, it's certainly nice to not sit on the grass, but this is, like, very uncomfortable. And that's like, oh, okay. And there we go. And the book closes and says, the end. The end. The Stone of Schoon. So Mac's whole fucking plan was just as a private inside joke to leave the Stone of Schoon, this supposedly priceless treasure beyond measure, on a fucking golf course so he can get some private giggles out of it. Yep. My guess is that stone stayed there for a while, and then uh, probably some you know early 2000s renovations were done to the course, and somebody was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Throw it away. And it is now ruined and destroyed forever. Nice work, Mac. Yep. Yeah. What was Good your, job. What Sorry, Tasmanian the Devil. Tez, yeah, Tez came like, in what here. was your plan for this? This is so bizarre. It's very weird, but it's very cute. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> and then, like, because, like, also when, like, clearly Mac at some point abandons his like Scotland freedom quest. Like, he doesn't want to stand by Bonnie Prince Charlie. He's not, like, invested in it like Walter Cockring is in Through a Glass Darkly. So it's like, what is his dealio? We'll have to find out. Or is it just because it's a Highlander fable and it didn't happen? Maybe. A Highlander fable. I mean, I guess that does make sense. I mean, if it is a fable, like, it's them riffing on the actual news story, right? Yes. So then that makes sense. Yeah. It's like Law and Order. Ripped from the headlines. Ripped from the headlines. That's right. Of the 1950s. Law and Order. A fable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, let's get into it after we play a game. All right. You guys ready for a game? Yes. The game starring Michael Douglas. Ah. This week we're going to play. In in Highlander, that's the game you chose. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's true. (laughs) Little clown doll. Uh, We're going to play a rousing game of Watcher 2. This is the game where I scour the depths of YouTube to find clues where Keith and Kyle have to guess the Highlander episode by the clues I read them. I'll read you a clue, and you buzz in with your name, and then tell me your episode guess. And right. Keith, remember, it's your name, not my name. I know, I make that Keith's mistake name? often. Not Kyle's name. Okay. <laughs> Unless it's Kyle. Kyle Braxis? Then it's Kyle's yeah. name, and not Keith's name. All right, uh, Kyle. 
Oh, damn it. Oh, did it again. did it again. Are you ready? And there's a special middle round. Oh, a this. middle round. A middle yeah. round. My <laughs> favorite middle round. Clue the first, episode one. Fuck is all, all is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Fuck is all, all is fuck. Kyle, Ransom of Richard Redstone. No, but good guess. Keith. Uh, Revelation 6 8. No, okay. but good guess. Next clue. Was it a good guess? <laughs> It was a great guess. Okay, it's, a, it's a guess in that it is, in fact, a Highlander episode. That's good. That's true. Anytime you guess a Highlander episode, it's a good <laughs> it's guess. It's a good guess. All right. So like, if I buzz in and I'm just like, uh, encounter a four-point station. I'm oh, like, wow. No. Not good. Nope. I like almost every episode of Highlander, but this one truly sucks and is extremely boring. The only good parts were of Mythos. Kyle. Oh, Keith. Keith was first. Oh. Keith was first. Uh, comes a horse? No. Good guess, though. Chivalry. No. Good guess, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll die if Mythos is not in this episode. I would die. That would be amazing. Just watched Mission Impossible 2, and when I saw Doug Ray Scott for some oh, reason. Yes, Keith. Uh, Three Glass Darkly. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Keith gets one point. I forgot Mythos was even in that episode. That's that right. episode where Elixir dies. <laughs> that's right. Right in the beginning Through there. Tube. <laughs> Round two. Clue the first. Like I have said, Adrian Paul is the real Steven Seagal. Like I have said, Adrian Paul is the real Steven Seagal. He is I like not. That, that rhymes. I like that it rhymes, and it's <laughs> but, just not but there is, true. But there yes. is a real Steven Seagal. Seagal. And, and he's the real big... Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> and also, why do you want to be the real Steven Seagal? No real Steven Seagal that. fucking sucks. If anything, like, Steven the... Seagal is the fake Adrian Paul. Right. Steven Seagal had a bigger fe- career, though. Absolutely. Of course, yeah. 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 He was like big... he's, he's the worst at major action hero ever right though oh Absolutely. yeah for sure like definitely oh there's no question is he in any of those like uh the what are they called impossibles In- expendables expendables no he is in machete though oh okay see like that's a perfect example of like why he's like bullshit like yeah. he he didn't even make the expendables cut like right. and the they expendables put 3. every fucking person in those movies well and he like refused to do it oh did he really yeah like wow. they wanted him in it and he was just like, I'd rather eat donuts at home yeah. and ru- or in, like, in, be in and Russia. Have sex slaves or whatever. <laughs> does he have, hold on. Does he have sex slaves? Women have accused him of like keeping them against their will and like performing sex acts wow. with him. Yikes. Ooh. He's a bad person. Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm personally against slavery, so. No. I'd, hot take. No <laughs> hot take. There is an amazing this, man. This <laughs> this PC culture of yeah. 2019. There's an amazing picture of him eating a carrot. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> is there more? I love how or is it just a carrot? He's just eating a full like carrot. Yeah, like with the greens. St- it looks like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, he was given this at like I can't remember what the the function was, but it was like a farming. Like check out this carrot, and he yeah. like ate it. It's like yep. what? Like what? Is, what is this? Cool. It's on TV. Cool. Well, Keith won. Kyle, uh, apparently nothing. Kyle. Oh, that's right. We're still we're in this we're, round. Yes, we're, still we're still in the middle. That's right. This, we haven't like even guessed yet. The Stone of Schoon. No, but good guess. Um, Keith, I'll say uh, shit. It's when he kicks ass in. I guess uh, Revenge of the Sword. Uh-oh. No, but good guess. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a pause there. Clue the second. Holy butt monkeys. The daughter is Marion Cotillard. Keith. Yes, Keith. Uh, uh, nowhere to run. Yes, that's correct. Ayo! Shit. Good job. What's the Keith's third running clue? Away with Any this gems? One. Panic Room French Chateau style. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. So this is the special middle round. Ooh. I'm hoping this one's hard, and I just saw so many comments that I liked. Okay. So, clue the first. The main reason I like these shows is because being immortal is very, very enticing. 
Keith Timeless. No, good guess though. That was actually the episode I was trying to think of the name of. <laughs> Kyle, yes, The Kyle. Gathering. No, good guess. Is there something special that makes this the middle round? Nope. So you could have just been like, this is round three, and no mm-hmm. one would know the difference, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Special middle round. I love it. There's, <laughs> there is special. This has extra clues. Oh. Uh, so there is something different about it. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Right. These episodes are absolute proof that one can post excellent videos with excellent quality. For example, the audio visual. I've watched thousands and thousands of YouTube videos, <laughs> and this right here is at the top. <laughs> No tiny screen, sped up, slowed down, audio, and all the other ridiculous FX <laughs> that posters say have to be done to avoid copyright. This oh. is YouTube at its best. Love anything to do with Highlander series, TV, movies. Oh my Hats God. off. Hats off. In, well, this is I, insane. That's insane. I will say, uh, Keith. Um, yes, I will say legacy only because there are big hats in that oh, episode. Good. There are big it hats is. in that episode? Yeah, in the flashback, I think Amanda and uh, what's her name have very like flamboyant hats on with did feathers. I, and... Then I will say Kyle the Vampire because there are also hats. Oh, that's true. There we go. It is neither of those, but good guesses. Interesting. Those, those are indeed I love episodes. that this was all about like video piracy and shit. Also, it's like great quality. It's like 420p. Yeah, yeah it is not great quality. <laughs> it's not. Clue the third. Adrian Paul, wow. He looks like the porn star Rocco Sofredi and even talks like him. Whoa. Uh, Keith? Yes, Keith. Uh, Ransom Richard Redson. No. Damn. Good guess, though. Hmm. Also, who's that porn star? Now I gotta know. Rocco Sofredi is a male Okay, porn star. okay. You're right <laughs> on that. Really? Who, Hold like, on. You are right on that. Who? Also, I think Borderline now that you've said it again, women. I uh, think I kind of know who this he guy is. is not a good person. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Wow. There's one thing I know. This is not a good man. Huh. <laughs> what do you I, think, I got Kyle? a little bit distracted, but did we already guess chivalry? No. I'm gonna guess chivalry. Okay. It right. is not that. All right. <laughs> Just pick a one with a lot of fucking. <laughs> Clue the fourth. And this one is not nice. Oh, no. Stan Kirsch's most recent IMDb credits are for acting coach. Kind of ironic when you consider he couldn't act. Oh, oh that's just wrong. This that's isn't and that's not true either. Yeah, it's false. Stan's good in the show. Yeah, yeah he's, he's good. great. Fuck, that, nice Fuck that person. To do. Fuck this person. Uh, I'll say uh, Keith, Revenge of the... No, uh, what's it called? Shit. Revenge of the Fallen Transformers movie? Yes. Yeah, sure. Revenge the, of the, the Fallen. The one I'm getting at is the Vanity one. That's the one I meant, but. Ah. Uh, what's that episode called? Revenge is Sweet. It is not that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the name of the episode, right? right? I should weigh in here, right? Kyle, and I will say Road Not Taken. Yes. What? what? It is the Road Not Taken. Wow. Ooh. Good job. Any fun last clues? Yes. So Many, I'm sure. Oh, cool. The next clue is, too bad he can't survive a beheading like Deadpool. The two would have been a good fight. <laughs> who okay. and who? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool versus Duncan McLeod? Another clue is, Richie needs a kick up the butt. Oh, up the butt. Up the butt. How about that? And that Chinese guy has got to be the guy behind all that makeup in Babylon 5, The Sayer. I don't what? know if that's true or not. I don't know. And uh, also, he is not Chinese. So <laughs> there's that. Also, like, for some reason, when you said yep. behind it, I was literally thinking, like, responsible for putting it on. Yeah. Who's like, oh, is yeah. the makeup artist <laughs> or the designer? <laughs> so Keith has two and Kyle has one. Wow. So wait, why wasn't the special middle round where special middle more? <laughs> middle more. Middle more. 
Macklemore. We could do that. We could say Kyle gets two points. I'd love that. Make it spicy. <laughs> Let's make <laughs> it right. spicy. Like that, like that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Ooh. Who cares? It's <laughs> a good sandwich. Don't care. I'm, I'm telling you, it's fucking good. All right. It's fucking it was, good. It was sold out. You, it, was sold, it, was, it was sold out the first time I attempted to purchase it. Yeah. Okay. You're not really picking up what I'm putting down here. Do you not get it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amen. You didn't get the sandwich. <laughs> All right, the next round. Clue the first. I always thought it's a good thing Duncan was in town. What? <laughs> I always thought it was a good thing Duncan was in town. Keith? Yes, Keith. Innocent man. No. Good guess. Though. That was a good guess. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Mm. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I always uh, thought it was a good thing. Duncan was in town. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. I will go with the ransom of Richard Redstone. No, but good guess. Clue the second. Did anyone notice when Richie was drinking the coffee, it was empty, then full, then empty again? Kyle. Or something like that? Yes, Kyle. Duende. No, not Duende, but good. Oh, coffee, 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 coffee. <laughs> coffee, coffee, coffee. Oh, shit. Uh, Keith, uh, do you Keith, have a guess? Eye yes, of the Beholder? Keith? No. Uh, good guess. Clue the third. Ah, Martin Hyde, one of my favorites. Keith. Kyle. Keith. Fuck. The hunter. Nope. Fuck. Nope. Three, two, one. Kyle. Shit. All right. I, I now just need to come up with the name of this episode. Uh, uh, Martin Hyde. He hides. <laughs> or he hunts because of hides. What? That's, huh? Yeah. That's that, was why my, that was my hide. key theory about it. He's a hunter. Because he's a hunter, so you hide from him. But don't hunters claim hides? So in this episode... Richie is coming back after an absence. So what is this prodigal where son? we just start <laughs> yes, giving prodigal away? Son. That's it. Damn it. <laughs> so Kyle has another point. Tied up. Two tied to two. Up. Well, technically it was tied up before special middle round. Oh, that was right. It was worth two, yep. which was not agreed upon earlier. <laughs> which is not agreed, which is a made up rule. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean like all all rules. I guess so. Oh, and now the next round is worth a million points. Yeah, the next round is worth a million <laughs> if points. If you win this, you win them all. <laughs> Clue the first. <laughs> Watching Duncan drive around with the wind in his hair is all I need Ooh. in this life. All you need is Duncan driving around. Keith? Kyle. Yes, Keith. Revenge of the Sword? No. Good guess, though. Obsession. No, good guess, though. Mm. Great episode. Today, people still being racist is incredible. Keith. Yes, Keith. Manhunt. No. Ah. Uh, Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Uh, nowhere to run? Oh, next clue! Next clue! Fuck! Oh, I oh, no, no! I love these two black Keith, guys. Keith, yes, Keith, Keith, run for your life! Yes, that's yeah. correct. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker! So it's tied. It is tied, and there's no tiebreaker. No, oh, well, that probably would have been different if you didn't uh, give two points for weird middle round. <laughs> that's right, middle round. <laughs> but congratulations, you two are both winners in my heart. Congratulations. <laughs> Speaking of winners, let's read the Watcher Chronicle of Lord Bernard Crimmins. Known aliases, Bernie the Fence. Huh. Okay. All right. Huh. And Tricky Dick Dawkins. Does that mean that he owns dirty dicks? I think so. So executioner and bar Barkeep. Owner. Yeah. I imagine being the barkeep is way more lucrative than being an executioner. Yeah, but it's more fun to be the executioner. <laughs> Uh, born 1535, London, England. His first death, 1582, knifed by fellow inmate in Newgate Prison. So he was a criminal himself. Ooh, knifed by fellow inmate. That's right. First teacher, Hawknose Pete. 
Hawknose Pete. Yeah. Oh, isn't that the guy from Mesh? Yeah, Hawknose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Original oh, cultural war is hell. <laughs> cultural affiliation English. Recent base of operation England. Occupation art dealer. Uh. But I guess in this episode he was just like arts bad right now. It's like oh, so you just whatever. And his Watcher Chronicle reads: I can't decide whether quote unquote his lordship Bernie Crimmins has really gone straight, or if this is just his most elaborate scam to date. Two years ago, he bought a country estate in the Lake District and moved out of London for the first time in 400 years. Since that time, not a piece of ill-gotten booty has passed through his hands. Lots of booty, though. (laughs) It's all just gotten... Yes, above board. Yeah. Excepting, of course, for those few pieces he brought out of storage, quote-unquote, to decorate the manor house. If anyone was wondering where Titian's flight from Egypt had gone off to. Not a con man has come a-calling. No shadowy men with shadowy requests. And it seems he's almost relishing his new role of local squire. He even presided over the village fair last month. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop and his devious scheme to be revealed. Otherwise, I think he's gone off his nut. (laughs) What is this? I don't understand What? what this is getting at. Me so, either. Just surprise ending. He just like let Amanda go and went legit. To the is he afraid that there's like you know the heat's going to be on him now because he was part of it? So he fled too. Oh, that would make sense. Perhaps. I don't think so. I think they would have speculated about that because they rampantly speculate about everything else. Yeah, like because usually these Watcher Chronicles draw from something in an episode and like extrapolate on it. And I'm not like picking up what this is. Much like that Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you're just not picking it up because it's sold out. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm literally not a- picking it up because it's sold out. <laughs> Did you see that news? Suit- yeah. <laughs> Did you see that news story where two dudes bought like bought them all, and they were trying to sell them outside of the Popeyes, and nobody would buy it from them because they're two random strangers. <laughs> yeah, were they charging? I'm, I'm sure. I think so. That's insane. Yeah. So they just had a Popeyes chicken dinner for like three weeks. Sure. <laughs> Interesting. How about that? Like, I'm just surprised it's like human shit stain Bernie Crimmins. Like, I'm surprised it wasn't that because that's normally what they were. And also, he's like, if you looked up a shark in the dictionary, you'd find Crimmins. Fart Lord Crimmins. <laughs> Fart Lord. But also, like, I like he's just like living a normal life and like seemingly uh, like active participant in his like community. And the person's like, I think he's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. what? He's just a normal dude now. <laughs> so it would seem. Maybe we're all nuts. It's. It's all nuts. <laughs> Kyle, you recently were in Scotland. You can regale us with all sorts of Highlandery stories as we record these episodes, but did you see the Stone of Schoon? I did indeed. First off, Scotland is awesome. Everyone should go. The cities are great. The countryside's great. Just go scope it out. But uh, if you go to Edinburgh, you will be able to visit Edinburgh Castle, where the Stone of Schoon actually sits. Uh, actually, shortly before this episode was filmed, it was returned to Scotland. Oh, so it's not on a golf course? It is, in fact, so far as we know, not on a golf course. Uh, Now, is that true that there is, like, debate about the actual stone still? I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought Uh, I had read that, like, that when those those ruffians stole it in the 50s, that, like, no one's quite sure if the real one came back or not. Yeah, well, they did bury part of it for a while, and then you know, disinterred it. Mm. But the Stone of Schoon is there with the Scottish crown jewels. Uh, It was taken in like the 1200 by Edward Hammer of the Scots, who had a new coronation chair in Westminster Abbey built with the Stone of Schoon under it as a real like metaphorical burn on the Scots. 
Because that was like their coronation thing, and then he made it his own. Damn. And put his patoot on it. Huh. Uh, there's but, a line, I'm sorry, there's a line in this episode they dropped that like, was it Moses or Jake, Jacob like slept, like laid his head to rest on this stone when he dreamed? Like from the, the biblical Jacob. Yeah, I don't Is know there any a, like... I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's not true. One, yeah, but... but <laughs> maybe he uh, meant Jacob Kell. Maybe it was actually Jacob Kell. <laughs> Amazing. But uh yeah, they made some deal where the Scotland got it back in nineteen ninety-six, but the deal is that the next time there's a coronation, they have to ship it back for seven days for the coronation of the next English monarch. Wow. So you can go see it. It is not very impressive in person. <laughs> it is, much as this episode indicates, just, just kind a, of a giant a hunk of <laughs> yeah red sandstone it's not really something to that impressive and it's also seated next to enormous jewels when you see it in the thing so it's a kind of a funny contrast sure there's like a giant two-handed silver claymore covered in jewels and then Ooh. this sandstone stone but uh stone 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 it's the stone stone of schoon <laughs> cool that's, that's awesome. awesome so guys what do we think of this episode oh well you get to give your thought first right oh that's right i've never guys someone asked me Ask me. Keith, what do you think of this episode? Oh, that feels good. I, I think this episode is great. I think it's really fun. Uh, the biggest drawback for me is those sort of like the the, the news really things. Uh, I think it's cool that they're like, I guess, real. News real, huh? Oh. Uh, but like, I find it a little distracting stylistically. I don't know. But I think this is one of the most successful comedy episodes we've seen. And I think Richard Martin does a very good job. Like, he gets it. Like, the last one we saw was Ransom of Richard Redstone. I'm forgetting the director. It was a French director. Oh, and I remember, like, Stan Kirsch said there was, like, a lot of issues just, like, because of, like, the English thing. Like, he just didn't kind of understand that sort of American comedy. That, right. Like, I feel like if Richard Martin directed Richard Redstone, things might have been different. Like, it seems like Richard got it. Like, in his interviews, he's like, yeah, we just went crazy. Like, lots more improv, like, goofing around, like trying to just pull as much funny as they could out of it uh anyway i think this is a pretty fun episode and also having amanda and fitz together this is the first time i think it's pretty good and the costumes are tight toy 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 yeah this is a good one especially coming off richard redstone which was good. one of the worst episodes i think of the series yes sure. it's garbage and a lot of the funny ones kind of fall flat i don't think this one falls flat there's some like mechanical problems we had a lot of questions in talking about the episode. You guys brought up stuff I didn't think about, though. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I was Yeah, kinda... but, like, par for the course, though, but right? But if, <laughs> if, <we, laughs> if we didn't have to talk about it, like, right. I don't Which, know that I'd To I be clear, we don't it. have to. Right. This is purely voluntary. We're, all hel- we're actually all held at gunpoint right <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, uh, right? It's actually Stan Kirsch who's in here right now. Yeah. Keep <laughs> talking. But, yeah, this this was good. I, I loved seeing Hugh back. That was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Amanda's always great. It was a good episode. Yeah. Kyle, what did you think? I like this episode a lot. It's very entertaining. The newsreel stuff got under my skin. And thinking about Mac as some kind of bizarre Scottish... Mac and Fitz as weird terrorists <laughs> is strange. Right. Yeah, that's a new angle. Me. Especially the Fitz thing. Fitz being like, we need a... Like, never... When dealing with the character of Fitz, did I ever think, oh, man, this guy's feeling really oppressed by the fact that there's an Anglican king of England. <laughs> like, like, he's really religious and political. Yeah, he seems to have, like, no political 
Although, wasn't he like an advisor to that like king of Spain or what was that person? Or like they weren't the king; they were like a duke or lord. Remember, he was like sleeping with her, his daughter. Oh I think right, like a bodyguard. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, maybe he was. I don't remember. He was like, in the movie The Bodyguard, <laughs> <laughs> starring that guy's daughter. He was Kevin Costner, <laughs> the worst. And I, I will always love Hugh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, that was a Hugh for the people at home. That's right. Yeah, this episode's very funny. Honestly, thinking about it as a fable, like that this is just like a silly little side story that's not necessarily even canonical, as it were, honestly helps me because like it just makes all my stupid questions not really matter. Right. You know, it's just like, okay, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this one's totally worth your time. I yeah. Mean, Essential viewing. What was our favorite comedy episode prior to this? Did we did we ever settle on that? What, which one we thought was the best? Ooh. I'm trying to remember all the comedy episodes. We've got Double Eagle, which is pretty good. I it's like okay. Double Eagle. we got Richard yeah. Redstone, which is pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, what are some of the other ones? The one with Benny. Benny That's a funny episode. Yeah. No. Except the ending it's is then terrible. Dark. Wait a minute. I don't think that, no, that, that episode's garbage. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it's a, a comedic. Oh, oh, I, I see. You, when you yeah. said it's pretty funny, I was like... Mm. I just mean that it's like it's, right, presenting yeah. is funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> presenting is funny. But then the ending is really serious. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. And What's has like again? an old man like shooting. Um shooting at Anne. Yeah. I don't remember what that one's called. Oh, this is Blackman? Th- no. This is V for Vendetta. This is yeah. Vendetta. Vendetta. Yeah, Vendetta. B for Benny. Benny. B for Vendetta. B for Vendetta. Is the marriage one ca- a comedy that one's episode? Funny. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, Till death. Till death. Oh, till That's death. A, till that, death might have been our that favorite might be my favorite comedy, comedy episode uh, prior to this. Oh, and also uh, dramatic license. Yes, dramatic, dramatic license. license. That was the probably the best. Yeah, comedy and this seems to, not this. surprising that this was written by Michael Mahoney. And Sasha Raines. And Sasha Raines, porn star Sasha Raines. We don't actually know whether she does porn. We can only hope. It's Gonzo stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Gonzo the Muppet. <laughs> all Gonzo all the time. So he's got that nose, guys. Yeah. It's a hooked hooked nose. Oh, <laughs> Ribbed for her pleasure. Uh felt. <laughs> felt for her pleasure. Oh gross. I think my We're ac- disgusting. Yeah, We're the we fucking are. worst. We're awful. I think my actual least favorite thing about this episode is the Winston Churchill. Yes, because it's impression it's like crimmins all over again it just yeah. sounds like belching oh uh, and the crimmins belching yeah that's bad that yeah those are the two things i really don't like the newsreel is, when i, I first was watching this i didn't realize that crimmins came back and like my notes originally was like why is crimmins even immortal like what's the fucking point of this like and then i was like oh yeah they, he comes back duh like <laughs> to be wildly threatening and then vanish forever yeah that's what so i thought I was like, a oh. country squire yeah crimmins doesn't know what a door is so when she shuts the door he's just like she disappeared <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have object permanence yet <laughs> it's only been 500 years Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Are you guys ready to rate this? Yeah. Let's rate this bitch. <laughs> okay. Amen. How many mulligans would you give this? 3.5 mulligans. 3.5. It's a fun episode. I love seeing these characters again. I don't know if we'll be... What, do we see Hugh again after this? We do. Cool. That's exciting. Cool. Um, cool. <laughs> like, it's not... Like, there's no moral question. There is a good sword fight. Uh, I mean, it's a comedy episode, so it doesn't really need to have a moral question, but that's why it doesn't get a four. Is what is humor the, <laughs> what yes. is humor? What is the moral humor? question yeah. in all these episodes? Or uh, is the moral question uh, about the ethics of terrorism to complete political goals? Hugh, I'm looking at you. I, there could be an argument made for that. 
but yeah, this is a good episode. This is Hugh actually a attempting to commit a uh, form of almost? People refer to it almost as a subspecies of genocide when you destroy someone's culture by destroying the priceless artifacts in Westminster Abbey. Perhaps. Let's get philosophical on this bad boy. (laughs) Woo! Huh. How about that? Huh. Woo! Huh. Keith, how many uh, turkey farts do you give this episode? Turkey farts? (laughs) Don't Google that. I'm having... Wait, is that a thing? No, I just made it up. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was like some weird... I got the turkey farts every <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, this is tough. Like, part of me wants to give it a... I, I think I might give it a four. A four. A Do four, it. which is, like, I Do think a up. little high. Which is also what they say when they play golf. Oh, that's true. Four. Four. Uh, no, I. this is one of my... Like, I, this episode sticks out so much to me. It's, like, from when I watched it as a, a kid. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, I've been waiting for this, and I feel like it didn't really disappoint. Maybe a little bit. Those news real things I did not remember. Uh, but I think the chemistry of all these characters is great. It's an uh, unconsequential episode in the scheme of things, uh, so you can feel free to skip it. But I think, you know, great costuming. It's like, this is a great version of a comedy episode for Highlander. So I'd say watch it for sure. It's a four. And much like Duende, I've been hearing about this one for a long time as we've been doing this from, like, fans and at the conventions and stuff. So I'm glad I liked it. Kyle, how many broken pieces of the Stone of Schoon would you give this? I would give this twice the number of broken pieces that exist. I'm giving it a four. Also a four. Look at that. Oh. Yeah, I kind of, you know, it's a gentleman's four. I think this this one has some some things that you kind of need to look past, like the newsreel stuff, some of the, mostly the Winston Churchill thing. That really sticks in my craw. It's like a pretty hysterical episode. You get to see characters that haven't really spent much time together hanging out and interacting. It's great. It's terrific. There are some legitimately funny laughs and a good sword fight. Stick with it. There you go. Well, thanks, everybody, once again, for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and give us a rating. Not just any rating. A five-star rating. Five stars, baby. That's right. Uh, And we would really appreciate that, and it helps our podcast get in front of more fans, which is great. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon page as well and Facebook page. Yeah, and plus, if you've already contributed to our Patreon page, we may owe you a personalized message. We've sent out some reminders. If you had paid enough to get a personalized message... Please send it to us either at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com or through Patreon's Messenger app. We can't read you a personalized message if you don't give us one. If you want, I'll write it for you, but you won't like it. (laughs) Also, join our Facebook discussion group, Highlander Rewatch Discuss. That's great. From fan Paul H. So thanks again for listening this week. Join us next week where we're going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 16. Forgive us our trespasses. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. So we cut to the Claremont Club. The club.